On episode 12, I will be interviewing Jana Bell, who is the founder of the Amazon Rainforest Conservancy. We will be talking about various threats to the Amazonian rainforest and what the organization is doing to conserve this vital ecosystem. Welcome, Jana. It's a pleasure to have you on the podcast to talk about the Amazon Rainforest Conservancy. Oh, well, thank you very much. I'm really happy to be here. So what was the idea behind the Amazon Rainforest Conservancy and what is your vision for the future? Okay, so uh, I had no plans to start Amazon Rainforest Conservancy. It's kind of a funny story. But back in 2011, a good friend of mine was celebrating a milestone birthday and she invited me to join her on a trek to Machu Picchu in Peru. And at that time, I had not even heard about Machu Picchu. Um, uh, so I looked on a map to see where it was and I saw that it was right next door to the Amazon rainforest. So I said to my friend, I absolutely would love to go do the trek to Machu Picchu, but we should also add on a quick visit to the Amazon rainforest. We're, we're right next door to it. We'll probably never be back down there again. And she agreed. And so we did. And we spent three days at an eco lodge and there was something about the jungle. I was really taken with it um i don't know why i can't even put it in words but i just knew that i had to go back and explore it some more so i went back a few months later and this time instead of doing the touristy things my guide wanted to show me what was really going on so i witnessed the destruction firsthand and i saw vast areas of the rainforest that had been logged or burned for agricultural purposes um I watched this huge tree being cut down and it only took five minutes for the chainsaw to slice through it. Uh, it, it was just horrible. Um, and vi I visited the illegal gold mining camps that were transforming pristine rainforest into desert landscapes. I traveled on, on new roads um, that were uh, through previously remote and inaccessible areas. I, I mean, it just was startling to see what was going on. So when I returned home from Canada, I felt an overwhelming responsibility to do something, to get involved. And I searched for an organization doing conservation work in the in the area that I had visited. But there wasn't one. And that's what propelled me to start Amazon Rainforest Conservancy. I would like to believe that our future doesn't have to be a story of species extinctions, uh, catastrophic weather events, pandemics. I, my vision is that collectively we around earth will recognize that we need to shift how we relate to nature. Um, but right now, currently attractive rainforest is worth more economically when it's converted into a palm field or a cattle ranch. But we know that's not sustainable over the long term. So my vision is that we will stop destroying the Amazon and all the forests and instead prioritize protecting them and preserving them. And that governments and heads of corporations will begin to take into account not only economic growth, but also the environment and human health. So how severe is the issue of deforestation in the Amazonian rainforest? And what is the driving factor behind this? Yeah, it, it's, a, it's, it's a huge problem. Um, which I can talk about uh, the impact of that in a minute. But first, uh, your question about what is driving 
such extensive extensive degrade degradation. I'd say the main drivers are well. There's a few, but the main ones are large scale agriculture. Um, so huge tracts of rainforest are being cleared for growing soy, corn, rice. Um, another main driver is the cattle ranches uh, because the demand for beef is so high. Um, mining is having a huge impact. The high price of minerals and precious metals has led to people flocking to the rainforest to exploit these natural resources. Uh, oh, illegal logging for timber is a huge challenge. Logging is supposed to happen only in designated areas, but in reality, illegal logging is widespread in the Amazon. Uh, I think another main one would be oil and gas development. Um, for instance, the Peruvian government has just granted a huge block of rainforest to an oil and gas company for the exploration and extraction. Um, it's just incredible. And of course, the construction of new roads are opening up previously inaccessible and remote areas, uh, areas that are no longer protected from human activities. In the last few years, there's been a lot of issues regarding forest fires in the Amazon. So why is it that suddenly forest fires have become such a big issue in Amazon? And what impact has this had on the rainforest as a whole? Well, slash and burn farming has been happening in the Amazon for many, many years. But the issue now is there's more farmers doing it. And the fact that with climate change, uh, the forests are much drier, especially the, the forest floors are really dry. So when these farmers start a fire to clear a patch to, to grow crops, uh, they can't control the fire and it just takes off and huge, huge areas are then burned. So um, that's, yeah, so that's really, really, yeah, another driver. Um, and I guess the broader impact of all this, of all these things happening in the Amazon is that scientists have confirmed for the first time that there are areas in the Amazon rainforest that are now emitting more carbon dioxide than absorbing it. And we're also finding the humidity levels of the Amazon are dropping. So the Amazon is being reduced to a degraded savanna, essentially. The wet adapted tree species and the animals that live there are in crisis. Because we're destroying what should be a carbon sink and turning into a carbon source. So essentially, the Amazon rainforest is dying. Um, but the good news is we still have time. We just have to act now. And we need to make it a priority to protect and restore the Amazon. And I personally think it's one of the most meaningful investments we can make for future generations. Why is it so crucial that we reverse this degradation in Amazon? And what role does the Amazonian rainforest have for the entire world? Well, the Amazon is one of the greatest forests on the planet Earth. And we know it plays a key role in the basic functioning of the planet. Plus 20% of the world's oxygen is produced there. Uh, it's, it's, it stores huge amounts of carbon, which regulates our climate. It provides us with clean air, fresh water, healthy foods, and medicines. In fact, 25% of our modern medicines come from the Amazon. So the leaves, the bark, the sap, they're used to make the medicines that we use to treat cancer, diabetes, arthritis, Alzheimer's, to name a few. And what is so amazing to me is that we only know how to use 
1% of the plants in the Amazon to make medicines. So right now we have identified 40,000 plant species and we only know the medicinal properties of 400 of these plants. So that's why so many scientists believe the cure to many diseases is held in the Amazon rainforest. And the, the death of the Amazon will affect families and economies worldwide. Uh, the release of a massive amount of carbon will lead to extreme weather events and disease outbreaks, which we're already experiencing. The reduction in rainfall will lead to water and food shortages and mass extinctions. The bottom line is it's not just about saving trees and animals, it's about saving ourselves. In regards to conservation, how has the COVID-19 pandemic impacted the conservation of the Amazonian rainforest? Well, it's interesting because many natural regions around the world did get a break from human activity during the pandemic. Um, but the opposite was true for the Amazon rainforest, which experienced a surge in deforestation. Government agencies were distracted by COVID, and most conservation organizations were denied access to their projects or impeded by travel restrictions. And this meant that illegal loggers and miners and animal traffickers took advantage of the reduced forest presence. And that's exactly what happened to us in our low project. Uh, in March 2020, as per government lockdown orders, we had to evacuate from the lands in our care. There was a strict lockdown in place. Uh, traveling by boat or car was forbidden. And in our absence, uh, legal miners and loggers took free reign. We reclaimed this, this our land here in the lower Amazon in December 2022. It took us a whole year, a tough year of navigating through corruption and, and convincing the legal miners to leave, but we are now back where we're supposed to be and restarting our project. So that's really exciting. The Amazonian Rainforest Conservancy is working in three different landscapes, the lowlands, the cloud forests, and the headwaters. So what are so unique about these three individual landscapes and what are the main conservation issues in each of the landscapes? Okay. Um... Yes, we are currently working in two separate regions in the Peruvian Amazon. Uh, one project is in the lowland and the other one's in the cloud forests. And we are planning on launching a third project this year in the headwaters region of the Amazon. And the reason why we have projects in, in, in separate ecosystems of the Amazon is that we're able to protect a wider variety of plants and animals and especially endangered species. So first, let's let's talk about the landscape of our low our lower Amazon lowland project. Uh, this area is, it's very remote. It's mostly primary old growth rainforest. So the trees here are huge and it's really hot and humid in the lower Amazon, which means there's lots of insects and lots of snakes because snakes love the heat and the humidity. Uh, when we're traveling on the river, we ca commonly see caimans resting on the beach, which are related to, to alligators or groups of capybaras. There's lots of mammals living on our land there, different species of monkeys, of, of cats and giant armadillos, anteaters, all the crazy things. Um, there's eight different species of macaws that can be found there. And the main conservation challenge for our lowland project is the illegal gold miners. Um, Gold in the form of gold dust is plentiful here. And the price of gold soared around the same time a new highway was constructed, which meant that people began flooding the area to mine for gold. 
And the government estimates there are 40,000 illegal miners here. And not only are they tearing up the rainforest, but they're poisoning the rivers with their use of mercury. Uh, the combination of these two events has created an environmental disaster. In fact, the damage from the gold miners is so great, it can actually be seen from space. It's just craziness. Uh, the landscape of our cloud forest project is very different from the lower Amazon. It's, it's a higher elevation, so it's more mountainous. It's much cooler than the lower Amazon. Not to say that it's cool. <laughs> it's still very hot. Uh, but because it's cooler, there's less insects. And of course, there's the clouds are everywhere. And I love the Cloud Forest Project for the orchids because orchids grow really well there. And they're so beautiful. And you can actually smell them before you see them. Um, there's lots of hummingbirds in the Cloud Forest. Um, we have a jaguar living on our land there. We also see tons of taper and wild pig tracks. Uh, the main conservation area in the Cloud Forest Project is that the rainforest here has been converted to cattle pastures. So in many areas, like the valley where our project is located, most of the rainforest has been cut down and replaced with, with grass for cattle. Um, and then the Headwaters region, the, the, the third project that we, we are planning on launching this year, it's where the Andes meets the Amazon rainforest. So there's a it's a unique combination. The landscape's a unique combination of of mountains and highlands and forests and wetlands and peat bogs. Um, it's a really interesting area because there's a lot of species that exist only there and nowhere else. And the area that we're planning on launching our project. Uh, was remote and pristine and had no real connection to the rest of Peru even um, until it's in quote discovery in 2006 by a German explorer and he was traveling around Peru just looking for for interesting spots and he he showed up in this area and he found this the, the waterfall that's there it's called Gokta Falls and it's just a beautiful beautiful waterfall so he um showed pictures of it and, and talked about it in articles and, and basically uh, promoted the area. So now that area has experienced increased migration, land buying, road construction, uh, wealthy people from Lima are building their houses there. And developers are eyeing this area as the new tourism hotspot. And they wanna build hotels and condos um, and of course, all this will cause pollution and habitat loss and wildlife disturbance. And the other thing we're concerned about, which is why we want to launch a project here, is that the peat bogs and the waterfalls in this region provide the clean water that the communities in the valleys below rely on. So it's a really important uh, area needing conservation. And especially the water from the from the waterfalls feed the rivers that eventually form the mighty Amazon River. So we want to work with the community there to protect the, the waterfalls, the peat bogs and the forests so that they do remain intact for future generations. We've discussed about these landscapes and their threats. So now can you just talk about the work you are doing in the first two landscapes and the work you are planning to do in the third landscape? Sure, sure, sure. Um, so for our, our lower Amazon project, uh, we currently have 616 hectares, which is about 
1,522 acres of land in our care. So it's a great big parcel of land. And this area is where Brazil nut trees grow. And which is one of the reasons why we wanted to launch a project here because Brazil nut trees are the giants of the rainforest. They tower over all the other trees and they can live for more than 500 years. And we have over 100 Brazil nut trees on our land. We're still counting them. And of course, these giant trees store huge amounts of carbon. And the other great thing about Brazil nut trees is the nuts from the trees provide sustainable income for local communities. Uh, as the annual harvest of the nuts, it doesn't cause any harm in, to, the, to the forest. So our plans are we want to expand our project here. We want to purchase more land and we want to work in partnership supporting the illegal gold miners who want to transition uh, to a safer and more sustainable livelihood. So that's that's a big project. Um, our cloud force project, with that project, we're focusing on creating a wildlife corridor in the valley between two mountain ranges. And the valley's home to about uh, 170 families, the majority of which are currently earning their living um, as cattle ranchers. So the problem is that since most of the valley has been turned into grasslands for cattle, it's caused a huge fragmentation of the wildlife. The good news is uh, most of the cattle ranchers are older and their children are more interested in working and living in town. So it's an opportunity for us to purchase land from the retiring cattle ranchers and, of course, reforest the areas cleared for, for cattle grazing. So we launched this project in, in 2022. And so far, we have purchased six parcels of land for a total of 78 hectares or 193 acres in pursuit of creating the wildlife corridor. And our plan to expand the corridor consists of identifying and purchasing available land while also making conservation agreements with our neighbors who have expressed interest in, in participating in this project. And we are focusing on reforesting the grasslands that we inherit inherit with our land purchases. So what we're doing is on, on their patrols, our forest rangers are collecting the healthiest seedlings from the hardwood trees that are still, still there. And they're bringing them back to our nursery. And once these seedlings mature into saplings, then they can be planted back into the forest. So yeah, we're looking to have that barren ecosystem recover, um, which is vital to the area's wildlife. And then um, for the Headwaters project that we're hoping to launch this year, as I mentioned, we want to work with the local community to stop unsustainable development. And we want to create, a, a con again, a conservation corridor for the wildlife. We want to implement waterway protection measures because keeping the water clean and available for all the communities is so important. And we want to provide support, support for sustainable tourism because the people in the community there, they, they see the value uh, of tourism, but there's a way to do it properly. The Amazon Rainforest Conservancy is also working on species specific projects. Could you just talk about some of these projects? Yeah, sure. So the main focus of, of our cloud course project with creating the wildlife corridor is we want to protect the region's jaguars. 
which are under threat from habitat loss and conflicts with with humans because there's only about 15,000 jaguars left in the wild and their last refuge is in the Amazon rainforest but even there they're not safe um, because the cattle ranchers shoot them on site they see them as a threat to their cattle so what we do what we're trying to do with our wildlife corridor uh, it was to protect the jaguars because they need to pass through the valley to get from one side of the mountain to the other. So if we purchase the land and we reforest it, then they, they will have a safe passage. Another project that we're focusing on for, for conservation of species is helping with the reproduction of macaws. And this is in our lowland project because macaws have suffered major population declines due to the logging of the old growth hardwood trees that they rely on for their nesting sites. Um, these trees take centuries to grow large enough that dry cavities form in their trunks that the macaws use as nesting sites for, for many, many years. And so it's very, it's very scary because even though we do see macaws flying around, when we go and visit the macaw calyx where they they congregate daily to ingest minerals we see there's very few juveniles so they're not re reproducing and one of the main reasons is there's no trees for them to um, build their nests so to help with their reproduction we, we are mounting macaw nesting boxes on the large trees on our land and these boxes are designed to mimic the macaw's natural nesting sites and there have been scientific research that the macaws really do use them and it, it does make a big difference. So we're looking forward to that. And then I'll just talk about one more species that we're really focusing on this year is promoting pollinator populations because bees, as we know, are the most important pollinators on our planet and their survival is key to the world food security. So, um, Due to pesticides and deforestation, the population of bees is threatened in the Amazon. So for this project, much like our macaw nesting project, our macaw nesting boxes, we're, we're providing these Amazonian bees with houses that mimic their natural nests. And we're gonna place hundreds and hundreds of these houses on our lands in the cloud forest, on our neighbor's lands, um, just blanket the, the valley with these, with these bee houses. <laughs> uh, can you also talk about the Earth Project being run by uh, your organization? Sure. So Earth stands for Environment Activities and Rainforest Teaching Hub, and it's our online learning platform. And its purpose is to teach students of different ages about the natural world through fun stories, videos, activities, um, we have two categories, one for kids and one for teens. And so far we've launched seven topics. Uh, these topics are plants, sloths, anacondas, nut trees, stingrays, nocturnal wonders, and what's the last one? Uh, layers of the Amazon rainforest, layers of the rainforest. So as I say, with each of these topics, there are videos and activities and what we are hoping is to inspire a greater appreciation of our environment and encourage the passion needed to save it. So what have been some of the biggest challenges you have faced in running your organization and your generic conservation career? Uh, I guess in Peru, 
bribes, intimidations, and corruption are all huge problems in Peru, and especially in, in the province of Madridios, where our lower Amazon project is located. And it's just, it's very challenging because the police, the judges, the government officials, the citizens, they all know that laws can be broken because money is valued over all else. So that makes navigating a conservation project very, very challenging. Um, plus organized crime is running and controlling the illegal activities in the Amazon. And so these people are armed, they have no respect for authority, and they believe literally in the, the law of the jungle, the strongest wins. So they have no problem gunning down someone who stands in their way. So I would say that those are the, the biggest challenges. So what have been some of your biggest learnings from your conservation career? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I guess I've learned that there are certain qualities that are critical in order to be successful. Um, honesty and transparency, for instance, um, oh, patience for sure, patience, and then determination, perseverance, and courage are necessary. Uh, it's sad to see so many projects start up and then they fail, but I think with these critical qualities. Yeah, the, those are the critical qualities, I think, that that anyone who, who, who wants to do conservation in, in the Amazon rainforest needs, needs to have. And my last question for you is that how can individuals contribute to the conservation of Amazon rainforest and your organization specifically? Okay. Well, people can help support our work on the ground by liking and sharing our information. And we're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, we're on LinkedIn. We have a YouTube channel. So yeah, it's wonderful for people to support us by liking and sharing sharing what we post. And we don't receive any government money. So our projects are funded entirely by our supporters. So it'd be great if people could support our work by donating if, if they're in the financial position to do so. Um, and because we're all volunteers in Canada, every dollar donated goes towards our conservation projects in Peru. And people can go visit our website, arconservancy.com or amazonrainforestconservancy.com to make a donation or to follow our social media pages. That is my last question for the day. Thank you so much for your time. It is a very big pleasure speaking to you. Well, thank you so much. I I love talking about the Amazon rainforest and and the conservation of it. So thank you very much for the opportunity.